Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sports by the Hour podcast. This is Ethan Schaap, Matthew Schwab, and Evan Silick. And today we're doing Week 5 predictions. The first game we will be talking about is the Jets at Eagles. I think the Eagles will win this without any contention. The Jets don't have many things going for them, especially with Sam Donald out with Mono. And I feel like even though I personally am not a fan of Carson Wentz, I feel like he's in too injury-prone. But I feel like he will be able to destroy the Jets' defense, even with Jamal Adams healthy. Uh, I'm going to agree with Evan here. I think that the Eagles are going to easily take this game. The Jets have no pieces on their team. They have Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams, and that is it. Well, CJ, yeah. Um, I only say that because CJ Mosley has been injured, and he's not playing he would be another weapon for them and would make the defense a lot stronger. But that's just not the case right now. I think that the Eagles, even with Carson Wentz being injury prone, I do think that the Eagles have a very solid organization right now. I think that for what they have, they've been able to maintain a strong team and have been able to have very good performances each and every year. Um. I'm also going with the Eagles, despite the injuries they've had, uh, mainly on the offense, with uh, Deshaun Jackson being out this week and uh, Ashon Jeffrey missing some time. I'm going to go with the Eagles, and Carson Wentz being banged up as well. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, the Jets are winless. Um, Eagles have managed to be 2-2 two and two and only a game behind the Cowboys. Um, yeah, and then for the Jets, they're winless, but... Miss Sam Darnold is still out, who I'm not really high on, but they're going to start Luke Falk, and I don't think that that team can go in there to Philadelphia and win that game. So I think it's definitely going to be Eagles. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, both of these have surprise quarterbacks with um, Nick Foles being injured and Cam Newton being injured. Uh, both of these young quarterbacks have uh, played very well, uh, Jaguars being Gardner Minshew, and... Uh, Panthers being Kyle Allen. Uh, I do expect both of them to eventually have a downside. They both don't have the best weapons offensively. The Panthers do have Christian McCaffrey and highlighted with Greg Olson and DJ Moore. And the Jaguars have Leonard Fournette, who had a record-breaking rushing yard last week. But uh, I don't think you can expect him to do that again this week. Uh, in the passing game, they do have D.D. Westbrook, but he's not even close to Tier 1. However, I am going to go with the Jaguars. Um, I think Gardner Minshew has shown that he can be more of a big play guy than Kyle Allen. Uh, but I think this will come down to defense. Uh, even though the Jaguars, Jalen Ramsey is still out, I'm still going to take the Jaguars defense over the Panthers, and that's the main reason why I'm going to uh, pick the Jaguars to win this game. I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this game because the Jaguars have been on a hot streak just like the Panthers, but I feel like the hype and the team is like pumped is a lot more into every single game than they've been the past two years they just want to play and from what i've seen they're they're out there giving it all and like i feel like that's what why they're gonna edge the panthers the panthers have a lot of weapons on offense between greg olsen dj moore christian mccaffrey and kyle allen has been playing like a tier one quarterback but i don't know how long that will last and it's only a matter of time before he comes down to earth just like Minshew will Uh, agreeing with both Evan and Ethan, I think the Jaguars are going to easily win this game. I don't like Kyle Allen. That's my 
only disagreement. I think that Gardner Minshew is a much more talented quarterback than Kyle Allen because Gardner Minshew doesn't have the options that Kyle Allen does. And Gardner Minshew's still been getting the job done, and he's been doing it at a high level, almost a 70% completion rate. No. He has a 69.420 completion rate. <laughs> We're cutting that out. No, we are. It's <laughs> never going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, no, it's never going to happen again. But I think that Gardner Minshew has been a fantastic quarterback so far for the Jaguars. And whether or not he does come down to earth before the end of the season, I think that he's going to be a very good replacement for Nick Foles in Jacksonville. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Minnesota Vikings at the New York Giants. Uh, I have Minnesota winning this game. Um despite Kirk Cousins being a bad quarterback. <laughs> I like Dalvin Cook. Um, he's been going off. Last week, he got held to 35 yards against the Bears, but it's against the Bears, so you're allowed to have a bad game. Um, I think the most interesting part of this game to me will be watching uh, Kirk Cousins and to see if he can finally make the next step and improve. Um, Adam Thielen. He has Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph to throw to. Um, with the strong run game, they've gone with uh it's kind of interesting that Diggs has gotten a smaller and smaller role and I want to know I want I'm eager to see if he ends up on a new team by the end of the season um for the Giants without Saquon Barkley uh I don't really care how well Daniel Jones is playing he can't you can't expect a rookie quarterback on his third start to be winning games without his main weapon. Um, they are getting back Golden Tate from his four week suspension, so he could have a good game. He might. He's probably pumped up the play, but until Saquon comes back, uh, we won't even see like the full height of this team. I agree with Shap on the part that uh, the Vikings will win this game. I feel like the Vikings just have a, a dominant passing offense, other than Kirk Cousins. They, he just has so many threats that all he has to do is start in the general vicinity, and they will most they will usually about ninety percent of the time catch it. Uh, the Giants team, I feel like Daniel Jones is overhyped, and it showed last week with two interceptions and one touchdown. And without Saquon Barkley, the team struggles to even push to push the ball forward. And Sterling Shepard has been playing well, but I don't feel like he is anywhere close to a number one target or a number one wide receiver. Thank you for saying that Daniel Jones is overhyped. He is not as good of a quarterback as everybody says he is. And personally, I think that Kirk Cousins not being good matters as much as a lot of other people think it does. Because the Vikings offense, even without Kirk Cousins being a good quarterback, is still a really, really good offense. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. They all go off every single week. They're all they're all top tier uh, players this season at their individual positions. But I think that the Vikings are going to be easily able to lock down the Giants this week. The Giants obviously are still missing Saquon. He has been practicing though recently, um, so maybe he'll be back by week six. Hopefully he is. But I think that until Saquon comes back, I think that most defenses are going to be able to stop the Giants' offense. So I have the Vikings winning this.
Uh, I also want to say that uh, the Vikings' defense is worlds better than the Giants' defense. Uh, Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach, and even though Kendricks and Harrison Smith are getting older, um, yeah, and Xavier Rhodes, who's also getting older, uh, their defense is just a lot more disciplined and better than the Giants' is. The Giants' defense will be. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Atlanta Falcons at the Houston Texans. Um, this is a big matchup between Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league, and you'll hear other people's opinions on that later. Um, the uh, the Houston Texans are – I'll give it to him next, okay? The Houston Texans are 2-2 uh, two and two on the season. Um, I think they should be easily 3-1. and one. Um they lost the first week, uh, week one, to the Saints, which is an understandable loss to both very good teams. Uh, that game was very winnable for them, and Bill O'Brien dropped three safeties in prevent and gave Drew Brees a nine-yard pass and then set up a game-winning field goal. Then they beat the Jaguars in a very, very competitive, strong defensively played game, 13-12. to They uh, beat up on the Chargers, 27-20. to and then they lose at home to Kyle Allen, the backup quarterback to the Panthers last week, 16-10. Um, I knew the offensive line was going to be a problem for them. But it's shown, just like last year, he was the most, uh, Deshaun Watson was the most sacked quarterback. It's shown that they can't protect him. They want him to be scrambling. Um, it makes me worry about his health moving forward. And their offense and, and their defense to me has just been very disappointing. Despite this, I do have them winning. I still think they can win the division. They gotta just figure thing, some things out. The only reason why I have them winning this game is because um, I don't think Matt Ryan is that great of a quarterback, and the Falcons' defense is among the worst in the league. So I think Deshaun Watson, just being pure talent, can get it done. He does have weapons. He has Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, obviously DeAndre Hopkins, um, Duke Johnson, and Carlos Hyde at running back position. So I'm gonna go with the Texans, but I've been uh, very disappointed with them so far. Uh, this year I've also been very disappointed with how the Texans have been playing this year I've been disappointed especially with DeAndre Hopkins I do think that he is the best wide receiver in the NFL I know I know Evans over there disagreeing with me in his head right now he thinks it's Julio but yes Matt Ryan is not the best quarterback in the league I know um Matt Ryan isn't the best quarterback in the league, and that's that's going to hurt the Falcons a, l- a little bit, but I think it's going to be their defense that's going to cause the biggest issues for them. Uh, I don't think their defense is... Their defense doesn't have anybody that can cover DeAndre Hopkins, and that's just him. They still have Kenny Stills, and they still need to worry about Deshaun Watson because he can scramble. Um, I have the Texans coming out with an easy win here. I know the Falcons are a strong team, but the Texans just have too many weapons to lose this game. In this matchup, I have the Texans winning. The Texans are, in general, I feel like a more st- steady all-around team. The Falcons, I I personally think Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the league. It's mainly because of his IQ, but I this is not this is an argument for another time. Uh, Julio Julio Jones is going to be a big factor. Calvin Ridley is going to be a big factor. Uh, I don't think Devontae Freeman is going to do anything this week. He hasn't done anything the past 
four weeks. So I don't think anything's going to change. Uh, I do feel that uh, the Texans, I feel like Deshaun Watson's going to have a good game this week because the Falcons' defense has shown nothing spectacular in them. And I feel like even though their O-line sucks, I don't think the Falcons' D-line is going to be able to get pressure on him. But at the end of the day, I think the Texans will come up, come on top. But the one thing that I don't like about Texans is they rely way too much on J.J. Watt. They traded away J.W. and Clowney and feel that J.J. Watt is going to be would be able to get through an O-line just by himself. And he, it's shown that he hasn't been able to do it. But at the end of the day, I still, I still have the Texans coming out. The next game we're going to talk about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. I'm gonna. This is an easy game for me. I'm gonna pick the New Orleans Saints to win. Um, the dome gets extremely loud, especially when this like, when the Saints are home. Um, I do want to talk about the Buccaneers first. I think Bruce Arians has done a great job of making this team centered around Jameis Winston two and two. Uh, I think this team. I don't really think this team is great. They dropped 54 points on the Rams last week, which is very impressive with a good defense that the LA Rams have. But to me, Jameis Winston is too inconsistent, and you can't trust him, especially against this high-caliber Saints team. Um, for the Saints, they obviously have um, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara um, and Jared Cook. This week, I think Michael Thomas is going to have a great week. Um, a week, Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary, and I think he's going to get at least, at least his second touchdown of the season. So I have the Saints coming out with a win here. Um mainly for one reason and that's that's Jameis Winston. There there are two types of Jameis Winston. You have the Tom Brady Jameis Winston, the guy that throws four touchdowns in a game to no interceptions. Then you have the Nathan Peterman James Jameis Winston or the Mark Sanchez Jameis Winston. The guy that throws zero touchdowns to four interceptions and fifty yards in the game. I don't think we're going to be seeing the Tom Brady, Jameis Winston this week. Uh, the Saints have Marshawn Lattimore uh, to cover Mike Evans for the entire game. Um, so I I just think that we're not going to see a good Jameis Winston this week. So I have the Saints coming out on top. I have the Saints coming out on top on this match matchup because uh, – Jameis Winston, in my opinion, is very bipolar. He goes from being one of the best QBs in the league to one of the worst ever <laughs> to touch the field. But I I do want to highlight some of the qualities the Saints have. The Saints, Marshawn Lattimore shut down Amari Cooper, which in my opinion is one of the top ten wide receivers in the league. Just shut him down. He went to two receptions or maybe even one. But I do want to highlight Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater has played... Very good football. It's been very conservative, and obviously it's because he hasn't started in over two or th- two years. So I can understand why they're keeping it conservative, but he has thrived in it. I feel like if they give him more downfield opportunities, I feel like he'll be able to put up the numbers. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this game. Josh Allen has started off this season a lot better than I think everyone expected, and I think Marcus Mariota is too much of a wishy-washy quarterback that you can't trust week in and week out. And that's why I'm going to go with the Bills in this game. So, uh, as w- along with what Ethan said, I have the Bills winning this game. Um, I think 
the Bills are kind of an abnormal an abnormality um, this year. I can't name many players from the Bills off the top of my head. Um, Josh Allen has played fantastic this year, um, even though he does have his rough games like he did against the Patriots, but the Patriots have a fantastic defense this year. I think that the Bills, they're not a star-studded team. They're no Cleveland Browns that have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, and they're definitely no New England Patriots or Kansas City Chiefs. But their system, whatever it is, it's working. They're playing absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to go with the Bills here over the Titans. I have the Titans in this matchup. Uh, I I agree that the Bills have been playing great football. I don't it, like. I agree with 100% with what Schwab said. It's not exactly that they have stars. They have a bunch of people that are just playing at the top of their game. It, they're all covering their roles. They're all playing their position well. Uh, one thing that the Bills do have, it's kind of like a fact thing. Frank Gore, like, he's probably be, probably been the most underrated running back in the league, in my opinion, ever. He is fourth in all-time rushing yards right now. He is 200 yards behind Barry Sanders. And he dropped 100 yards against the Patriots defense, which has that had didn't let up a touchdown for three weeks. And that's just... That's crazy, in my opinion. But I feel like the Titans' offense will be able to butcher up the Bills' defense that has been playing elite. Uh, I like A.J. Brown. I think he is going to be a star. It's his, it's his uh, rookie year, but I feel like he has the potential to become top five. Uh, Corey Davis, he's a good wide receiver. He's reliable. He's not. He's no all-pro. He's no elite wide receiver, but he is somebody that when you throw it to, you know he's going to catch it. Delaney Walker, the ageless wonder, he's... He'll, he'll catch whatever you throw to him. He'll block. He does everything you need him to do. Um, Marcus Mariota has been pretty unreliable, but he he has his weeks, and I feel like he's bound. I, I feel like he can be reliable, but he needs to show it. Uh, Derrick Henry has played. He's played well, but he hasn't played how he was playing the end of last end of last year. He was dropping 100 yards and butchering defenses that were said to be all-pro defenses and elite. So I would like to see him get back to what he was last year at the end of it. But I feel like he has a lot to work on. I have the Titans beating the Bills just because I feel like their offense will have a good game. So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Cardinals uh, against the Bengals. For this game, I have the Cardinals winning because Kyler Murray for a rookie has actually played pretty well. Um, he had three good week outings. Um, week four was a little bit rough for him, in my opinion, but I think that he's going to bounce back and he's going to easily take out a rather rather horrible Bengals defense. Um, the Bengals have, have shown that they're in the bottom tier of teams. Obviously, they're not Miami Dolphins bad. That's a whole other tier, but... The Bengals are definitely the second worst team in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, Andy Dalton has done absolutely nothing. They will get better once AJ Green comes back. Um, but for this for this time being, I think that the Cardinals are going to come out with a win here. I have the Cardinals beating the Bengals in this matchup. I disagree with what Schwab said about Andy Dalton. He didn't play well last last game. But the past three weeks, he had put up the he had put up good numbers. Uh, I feel like 
he's going to struggle against the Cardinals defense. But at the end of the day, I think the Cardinals have just their team is better than the Bengals, which isn't like an accomplishment. But I feel like Kyler Murray will have a good week. David Johnson, as long as he's able to keep himself off the sideline, he will have a good week. Larry Fitzgerald, all reliable, the god. He's never he's never played bad. And then I don't know. I think the Cardinals would have an okay defense. It's nothing spectacular, but I think it would be enough to stop the Bengals. So my argument about Andy Dalton, stats don't always matter. It's more production and what comes out of those stats. You can have the best stats in the world and not win a game, but does that really matter? You could have the worst stats in the world and still win. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl and then was traded right away from the Ravens. Andy Dalton, yeah, in the first week he put up 400-some yards and had a QB rating of over 100. But even now, he still doesn't have a win. His passer rating has gone down every year. His interceptions have gone up every week. His touchdowns have gone down every week. Andy Dalton's been regressing over the course of the year. And... If his performance in week one against the Seahawks, where he had a great game, wasn't enough to get a win, what he's doing now is not going to be anywhere near what he needs. So, Eddie Dalton has thrown a few interceptions, but at the same time, he's been throwing, on week one, he threw 50 times. That's pretty high. And they're not really trusting Joe Mixon with the ball. And his stats have been very well for... I think they're good for how much he's been throwing the ball and how much they've been relying on him. Even though he has, a, he does have four interceptions, he is still just driving them down the field. It's just They can't finish in the end zone. That's the main thing. And they don't trust Joe Mixon to run the ball anymore. And I just... I disagree with that. But at the end of the day, I feel like Andy Dalton is putting up the numbers to be... To be Able to com- to compete with the Cardinals, but not beat them. Probably on the mic back in there. Um, I don't really have much to say about Andy Dalton and the Bengals, but for uh, for the uh, for this game, I have the Cardinals winning. Um, Kyler Murray has impressed me this year. Uh, he threw for 389 yards against the Ravens defense, who, which have looked very shaky, but. He's he seems confident in the pocket and he's been making some passes like Schwab said he had a rough uh, week four, but I think it's time for him to win his first game, and uh, I think he can get it done this week against the Bengals. The next thing we're going to talk about is the New England Patriots at <laughs> the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to obviously win this game, and for the Redskins, after they threw the Haskins in when Case Keenum faltered last week. They saw Haskins obviously wasn't ready, throwing three interceptions. Um, and now they're going to start Colt McCoy, who I don't think will be any better. So I think the Patriots will have almost a bye week this week with the Washington Redskins. I feel like in the matchup between the Patriots and the Redskins, the Patriots are just going to mop the floor with the Redskins. And I feel, I, it's kind of bad to say, I feel like Colt McCoy is going to get hurt again. The fight, he hasn't touched the football field since he got hurt last season. And I feel like the Patriots are either going to land one good hit on him, and I feel like he will get hurt. 
And when he falls, the Redskins team that's already faltered, and between Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, not they don't have a reliable quarterback, the Patriots are just going to destroy them. And the Patriots' defense has held steady for three weeks and then let up one touchdown. One or two touchdowns against the Bills. Their defense has just showed that they're one of the most elite in the in the league right now. And they got a blocked punt, like, for a touchdown. That's not very common. And the fact that they were able to do it and it probably won them the game against the Bills, I don't see them losing to the Redskins on defense, special teams, or on offense. Uh, Just like Evan and Ethan said, I have the Patriots winning this game. This is kind of a throwaway game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a real shock to anybody when the Patriots wipe the floor with the Redskins or at least what's left of them. Um, I feel like they've taken pretty good beating this year so far. Uh, the Patriots are just honestly too good of a team this year. Their defense has looked absolutely fantastic, especially against Buffalo last week. Um, and their offense, even though Tom Brady had one of his worst games of his career, Last week, he's still Tom Brady, and Tom Brady gets wins week in and week out. So, I, I'm going to have to go with the Patriots here. One more thought on the Patriots' defense. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, the man has just been a stud. And throughout all his years of the Patriots, he's been a stud. And the fact that he's not putting up the stats is because no team wants to throw to his side of the field. I just have to respect it. At the end of the day, the Patriots are just going to destroy the Redskins. The next thing we're going to talk about is the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to talk about the Ravens and how this team has kind of flipped roles. The Ravens, for the first time I think ever, have the number one ranked offense. They are first in points per game with 33.8. They are first in yards per game with 482.5. And they're first in rushing yards per game with 205.8. And the defense, which was supposed to be one of the top-notch defenses in the league, has fallen to the bottom, bottom tier of the league. Uh, the Ravens' defense, again, with total yards, is ranked 27th in the league, giving up 39.5 yards <laughs> per game. And they've played the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals. Both of these teams are winless. Uh, they are ranked 32nd, worst in the, worst in the league, for yards per play, giving up 7 yards per play. They're ranked 30th in passing yards per game, giving up 302 passing yards a game. Uh, they got the addition of Earl Thomas for the secondary, and they're still ranked 30th in the league. And last week, at home, against the Browns, the, the, at this point, the only competitive team in the division, both the Bengals and the Steelers, were 0-3 at this time. Uh, let up 30 second half points and got 40 points dropped on them. So the the Ravens offense has been beyond disappointment and uh, it's made it harder for the team to win games and that's why they are 2-2. Two and two. Um, Despite this, I do have them winning this game in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh has obviously been struggling 1-3 uh, and three, uh, this year so far. Uh, this, the, the Ravens and Pittsburgh games are always very close and very uh very good games but um Mason Rudolph has shown that he's 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 been struggling through his first uh career starts and um obviously it's it should it should happen he's a rookie but um 
if Mason Rudolph comes out and starts looking like a stud against his Ravens defense, uh, the Ravens uh, season could be all but over. So uh, I do have the Ravens winning this, this game. I think Lamar Jackson will have another great week, and I think the Ravens defense will have their first game looking like an actual defense. So, I have a few problems with the Ravens' defense, um, mainly with guys like Tony Jefferson who continuously have missed tackles uh, throughout their games. Guys like Earl Thomas and Marlon Humphreys are playing absolutely amazing. Marlon Humphrey is going to make the Pro Bowl this year, there's no doubt about it, and Earl Thomas is making a strong case himself. Um, I just think that all in all, the Ravens' defense over the past three weeks has just not been what everybody expected it to be or what we were all told it was going to be. Um, we were told that this Ravens' defense was going to be the best that we had seen in years. I just don't think that's that's been happening. The offense has looked absolutely fantastic. Like Ethan said, we have the number one offense in the NFL. Um but something just isn't clicking, and I think it's problems in the defense that has been causing the Ravens to falter a little bit in their games. In this matchup, I have the Ravens beating the Steelers. Uh, Mason Rudolph has not looked in any way great. He hasn't been horrible, but he's nothing to be happy for or excited for if you're a Steelers fan. Um... I feel that Juju Smith has been hyped up to an extent that he cannot match. He cannot fit it. He is being matched up against these uh, like cornerback number ones, and they're just holding him to less than 100 yards a game usually. Uh, James Conner looks a little beat up, and a Steelers team without Roethlisberger, it's just not the same. On defense, however, on the Steelers, I think Devin Bush will be an impact player. He hasn't put up great stats, but he has 37 tackles and one sack throughout the four games that he's played. And one sack's not that much, but he has 37 tackles. He is all over the field. I feel like he will be somebody that can hunt down Lamar Jackson, so Lamar Jackson better be keeping his head up whenever he scrambles for the ball. Uh, on the note of the Ravens' defense, they have been missing so many tackles that it's it's been hard to watch. They went from a team that had all this hype around their defense. They got Earl Thomas. They got, and like Marlon Humphrey. They lost C.J. Mosley, which I personally didn't think would be that big of a impact. I thought it would hurt, but I didn't think it would actually be like the leadership would just fall apart. Uh, but I feel like the Ravens' defense is kind of like the Browns. They look fantastic on paper, but when it gets onto the field, they just don't play themselves. They haven't been looking themselves. But I feel like eventually, like the Browns did against the Ravens, I feel like they will click, and they will be able to shut down the Steelers' offense. The next game, the next game we're going to talk about is the Chicago Bears playing at the Oakland Raiders. But this game is actually the first game of the year in London. Um, I I think the Raiders have a slight advantage that it is in London because they played here last year. While some teams, especially when it's their first game in London over seasons, it it's different for them and it kind of throws them off their game. However, I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, this is Mac's first game against the Gruden-led Raiders and the Raiders in his career. And I think they're going to come out swinging. Um, I do want to say one thing about the Bears. The injury to Mitch Trubisky 
is obviously I never want to see anyone get injured, but I think it could be a blessing in disguise. Chase Dan, I'm not writing off Chase Daniels to be amazing or anything, but he had a uh, he threw he completed 22 out of his 30 uh, passing attempts for a 73% completion rating. Uh, he had a hundred he had a 101.4 passer rating, and he averaged 6.5 yards per attempt, which isn't terrible for your first like start or first game. And he threw for one touchdown and zero interceptions. I think him being the new quarterback with the Bears' offense has clearly struggled could jumpstart their team and give uh, running backs Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery a jumpstart for week five. Also, they can get Cordell Patterson involved more, who's, I think, one of the best like, gadget players next to Taysom Hill in the league, and Allen Robinson as their wide receiver. So from all of that, I think the Bears will win this game. So, I actually have an upset here. I actually have the Raiders coming out with a win here. The only reason I have the Raiders coming out with a win here is because I really like Derek Carr, and I like what he brings to the table. Um, also, with the injury to, to Mitch Trubitsky, nobody knows how Chase Daniels is going to perform. Uh, he's also injury-prone. We've seen him get injured before. So... I'm hoping he doesn't get injured because I want to see him do well. Um, but at the same time, I don't think Chase Daniels is going to be able to perform. Now, praying that Khalil Mack does not instill fear into Derek Carr over and over throughout the game, I do think that Derek Carr will be able to you know, get his composure down and make some good throws and possibly come out with a win. So that's why I'm going with the Raiders here. In this matchup, I have the Bears. The Raiders and the Bears have both been suffering through injuries. With the Raiders, they don't really have anybody out for the game other than Gabe, ja Gabe Jackson, but they have a lot of questionables and a lot of people that are banged up. Um, I think Der Derek Carr will try to have will have the best game possible against the Bears, but I think in this matchup, the main main thing in my opinion is going to be the grudge match. Even though Khalil Mack is probably, in my opinion, one of the most professional players in the league, he doesn't really talk. He doesn't talk unless he needs to talk, and he's just very respectful when he does. But I feel like he is going to destroy this Raiders offense because it's kind of like the team gave up on him. He was the number one defensive player in the in the league, and they kind of just they traded him away. He did everything for the team. They traded him away. So I feel like it's going to be a grudge match for him. And he's going to be out for blood. The Bears' defense, in my opinion, is probably very sh is is not probably is the best in the league. And the Bears, although they don't have Ty Taylor Gabriel, which is big, because he dropped three touchdowns last game. I feel like Allen Robinson and and Fuller will be able to carry Gabriel's missing. Uh, Akeem Hicks, I feel like will. Be a, I feel like he's going to play, but he will be limited, and that's going to be a big downfall to them, but I, f I still feel like they'll be able to get enough pressure. So the next game we're going to be talking about is the Broncos against the Chargers. I have the Chargers winning this game. I know they've been on a little bit of a cold streak so far this year, but the only reason that I have them winning is because of one man, and his name is Joe Flacco. I know that he had a good week four, but the Chargers can get pressure with ease. The Broncos don't have a good offensive line. 
and Joe Flacco has no clue what is going on at any moment when he is in the pocket. There could be a guy standing right in front of him, and Joe Flacco would probably think that he is one of his receivers and throw him the ball. Joe Flacco has no clue what is going on on the football field at times. And that's that's going to be the killer for the Broncos, not just for this game, but for the remainder of the season. And it's been a killer for Joe his entire career. Um, if he had more awareness uh, on the field, I think he would have been a significantly better quarterback. Obviously, he does have a Super Bowl, but I think he could have many more if he wasn't so kind of oblivious in the pocket. So I have the I have the Chargers coming out with a win here with ease. Um, yeah, I also have the Chargers in this game, even though they've had kind of a rough start, like Schwab said. Uh, I'm going to take them to win. Broncos have been struggling. They're 0-4. Uh, their defense has been very disappointing. Uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb have struggled to get pressure on quarterbacks, which normally Von Miller could do it by himself. And now that uh, Chubb is out for the rest of the season with the 20 ACL, it's just going to make this already struggling team and defense that much worse. Uh, therefore, I'm going to go with the Chargers to win this game. In this game, I have in this game, I have the Chargers beating the Broncos. I don't think it's really going to be a matchup, especially with Bradley Chubb out, as Chap said, and uh, with just the Broncos offense looking, just not working <laughs> in general. Most of it is because of Joe Flacco. I think that Keenan Allen for the Chargers is just going to be a, a huge impact. I feel like he's, I don't want to say underrated, but he's definitely underappreciated. He gets open, he makes fantastic catches, and he barely ever fumbles or drops the ball. And I feel like he'll just be an impact player. Um, on the Chargers, if Melvin Ingram, if Melvin Gordon plays, I feel like it's going to be an even like less close game. And Phil Rivers is just—he's Mr. Reliable. You know when he steps on the field, he's going to drop the—not drop good numbers, not fantastic numbers, not bad numbers. He'll always drop the good numbers. There's not much to say about that. Um, one one thing I do want to say about the Broncos is that uh, I just want to like highlight how good of a players are good, like good of a player, yeah, good of players that uh, Philip Lindsay and Corlin Sutton are. Like I think, in my opinion, I have them. I have Phil Lindsay right outside my top five of running backs, and Corlin Sutton I think is the this is the starting of uh, an all-time I mean, possible all-time great. I I absolutely love Corlin Sutton. In the matchup, in the matchup, the Packers versus the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys beating the Packers. I think it's going to be a good and close game, just because of Aaron Rodgers' pure potential to just keep a game in contention or just win it. Uh, I think the Cowboys team has, they have a very good team. Every, they have every single position filled with good, good, with good people and O-line that's very strong. Although they're missing, Tyron Smith. Although, although they're missing Tyron Smith, or he's questionable in this match, I feel that Amari Cooper will be able to just destroy the Packers secondary, especially with them missing Kevin King. Um, Jason Witten, over-reliable, never ages, my boy. Le left for a year and comes back, and he's still playing well. Zeke is hungry, and Zeke hasn't really put up the numbers that he, sh that he has been putting up his whole career so far. 
and I feel like it's starting to get to him, and I feel like he's going to run with his heart now instead of just running with his just running to run. Um, I feel like Dak Prescott's going to be hungry. Dak Prescott's going to be hungry because he just he got shut out by the Saints defense, which is it's a good defense, but it's no it's no fan it's no Bears defense, it's no Patriots defense. So I feel like he's going to be out for blood, and he's going to want to score as much as possible. And I respect the Cowboys' defense. It's nothing spectacular. They're a bunch of fundamental players that don't really make mistakes. So I feel like they'll be able to hold the Packers to under 20. Um, I also have the Cowboys winning this game. Um, I'm super excited about this game. Packers and Cowboys over the years have given us some great matchups. Uh, a lot of playoff games. Even back to the Tony Romo and Dez Bryant years. But um, for the Packers, uh, I think they have two big injuries in my opinion. Uh, Kevin King being one who's, who would have went toe-to-toe with Amari Cooper. And um, Devontae Adams who has been clearly Aaron Rodgers' number one target. Um, that With him being out for this game, it really just leaves Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham. They have a pretty weak wide receiver core, so it's going to be hard especially in this game where it might be a shootout for Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball to someone. Uh, I think the Packers' only saving grace would be Andre Amos. Um, if he can step up and uh, – Adrian Amos, my bad. Adrian Amos, um, if he can somehow step up and take away uh, Amari Cooper from Dak Prescott, that would be huge. But I think that's kind of asking too much for the safety to just completely take away that receiver. On the Cowboys' side – um, I think they got embarrassed by the Saints last week. They had a chance to be the top dog in the NFC, and they lost to the Saints with their backup, Teddy Bridgewater, who's played great, but he's still their backup. It's not Drew Brees out there um, running this team. So um, I think the Cowboys are going to come. They're, they're home, and I think they're going to uh, further their uh, lead over the Eagles and keep the uh, lead in that division. So I actually have an upset here for what I think is going to be the game of the week. Um, I I love Aaron Rodgers, and I love everything that he does. He is one of those rare quarterbacks that can make bad receivers look amazing. He is one of the only quarterbacks I've seen do that. Obviously, you have guys like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning does it, um, Aaron Rodgers can Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that can make something from nothing and I think that's what he's going to do against the Cowboys. He's going in shorthanded obviously without Devontae Adams, without Kevin King on defense. But Aaron Rodgers can make a lot of things happen on the football field. He is he's got like a special touch to him that you can't really define, but you know that he has it. So that's why the Packers coming out with a win here. The next game we're going to talk about is the Can- the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Sunday night game. Um, I'm going to have the Chiefs winning this game. Tyreek Hill is still out, but I think Pat Mahomes has shown even when he struggles last week um, in a close game with the Lions, he still can pull out a win. I mean, their offense is explosive, even without Tyreek Hill. They have Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Uh, their rookie, Hardman, is going off, and they have Sean McCoy and Williams as a running back. Uh, the Colts haven't looked bad this year. They're 2-2. Two two. Um, Jacoby Brissett is playing decent. He has a good O-line. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was out last week. and He's listed as questionable this week. They have Nick Boyle and Eric Ebron. 
Uh, Marlon Mack is also questionable with ankle injury, which will hurt them. And Darius Leonard on defense, which is the biggest concern for me of of that team, is out. So their best player on defense is out against possibly the best offense in the league with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's why I think the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, I also agree with Ethan. I have the Chiefs winning this game, not because of any of the people that the Colts are missing. I have the Chiefs winning because of the Chiefs. And they are the single most high-powered offense I've seen since the 2007 Patriots. Like, there is, or, well, the 2014 Broncos. But um, this Chiefs team is, they they could easily be just like this unbeatable team if they had their defense fixed. And that's that's their only flaw. Their offense has been absolutely amazing for the past year and a half. Um, it's, it's been something special to watch. Uh, Pat Mahomes, like I said about Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy that can make something out of nothing. And I don't think he's going to be needing that against the Colts. Colts have never really had the best defense. So I think this is just going to be an easy win for the Chiefs. In this matchup between the Chiefs and the Colts, the Colts are just a shell of themselves. Without Darius Leonard and questionable Marlon Mack, these are two huge impact players for the Colts, and even though they've been playing good football, they just can't compare to the Chiefs. Mahomes is just a powerhouse. He is probably one of the best QB quarterbacks in the league, stat-wise. And just, the man is breaking records set by the greats. There's not much more that you can ask from a man. And I disagree with the common thing that he's making the wide receivers around him fantastic. Sammy Watkins is a god. The man was beast in the Bills, and he kind of got shoved to the back burners when he went to the when he got traded to the Chiefs because the Chiefs already had Tyree Kill, who had made a name for himself, and the, he just wasn't the main. He was the number one target downfield, and now that he has shown himself, I feel like he will be able to put up the numbers he was in the Bills. The Chiefs aerial. Offense is unrivaled by any in the league right now, and I feel like they will be the best offensive team in the league. And the matchup between the 49ers and the Browns, I have the 49ers winning because their offense has shown that they can be elite, and their defense has shown that they can keep up. The Browns' offense, depending on if they want to show up or not, can be one of the best in the league, or they can be one of the worst in the league. On defense, they have they're very aggressive between Miles Garrett. And Denzel Ward, they can they can be very strong and very just big hitters. Their their defense to be reckoned with, but I feel like George Kittle, Marquise Goodwin, and Tevin Coleman can just light up the Browns defense because I don't feel like they'll have the consistency to beat them. And Jimmy Garoppolo has shown that he can throw dimes. And end of the day, I feel like Richard Sherman will be able to lock down uh, Odell Beckham just as. Uh, Marlon Humphrey did the week before. So, like Evan said, I have the 49ers winning this game. Um, my biggest issue with the Browns is consistency. They've, they were expected to be a top-tier team, but so far this season, all we've seen is Baker Mayfield make poor throws, uh, in some games and amazing throws in others. 
they're a very inconsistent team, and I feel like that's just due to the fact that they're getting used to a new system, some new players. They have a lot of new additions to the team since last year, so I feel like that's going to take a while to get used to. Um, but once they do get used to it, I think the Browns are going to be a fantastic team. But for now, I have the 49ers and my boy Jimmy Garoppolo taking a dub here. Um, I also have the 49ers winning this uh, Monday night game. Uh, the reason, the big reason why is, like, obviously consistency. Um, 49ers have obviously figured it out a little bit. They're, they're 3-0. They haven't lost yet. Um, they have help one game, but from their defense, but, uh. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think the 49ers have it more figured out offensively than the Browns do. Also, the Browns' secondary has been hurt with Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, and uh, Demarius Randall all missing time these last two weeks. And I think it's just a it's bound time that some offenses are going to exploit their weakened secondary. And the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo are the perfect team to do that. So, that, therefore, I think it will be a shootout, and I'm going to take Garoppolo and the 49ers to win that shootout.